Hi, this is Norm Duke. You're listening to Above180.com with Tim Bird. Hey, bowlers. Bowling This Month is back. Bowling This Month is bowling's trusted technical resource that's relied upon by thousands of serious bowlers, pro shop operators, and professional coaches. From independent ball reviews to great instructional articles on all facets of our sport, you'll find it all at BowlingThisMonth.com. For less than the price of a cup of coffee per month, you can have online access to Bowling This Month's premium technical bowling content that will help you improve your game. Bowling This Month is so confident you'll be satisfied, they're offering a 14-day money-back guarantee to all subscribers. Check out BowlingThisMonth.com and sign up today. Now is the time to reinforce your bowling arsenal, and BowlerX.com is the online leader in price, service, and selection. With free insured shipping on every item we carry, including a complete line of pro shop supplies, as well as balls, bags, shoes, accessories, and more. Also check out the large selection of closeout and discontinued items at a fraction of their original cost. BowlerX.com, your online bowling superstore and proud sponsor of Above180.com. BowlerX.com, your online bowling equipment superstore, presents the Above180.com podcast. Tim Berg is ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, here's your host, Tim Berg. Joining me today on the Above180.com podcast is former Major League Baseball star John Burkett. John, as you all remember, was a two-time All-Star with the San Francisco Giants and Atlanta Braves. John is also an avid bowler who's been bowling his entire life. So, John, thank you for joining me today. Oh, I'm excited to be a part of it. I've listened to the show for for a while now, so uh, this is kind of a treat for me to, to actually be on. Well, great. So let's talk. You competed in the summer swing. So talk about that and what it was like to bowl in the summer swing. Well, first of all, you know I've I've been a bowling fan my whole life. So uh, and I've and I've bowled a few tournaments in the past, and just to have the opportunity to bowl three tournaments in a row and uh, you know have it be close to home, it was just a no-brainer for me to go bowl it. And uh, yeah, I got to cross with with uh, Parker Bone and Kelly Kulik and. Uh, Miguel Lopez, so we had we had a really good time. I had a good good group on my pair, and and uh, I had a good time. I felt like I bowled okay. I, I shot twenty. I think I was like twenty twenty six over for the three tournaments total, and uh, I shot under on the Wolf, and then and then uh, twenty uh, twenty over on the uh, Bear, I think, and then like twenty over on the on the uh, Badger. But it was a great time. I mean, I. I just love bowling, so uh, being able to bowl against the best in the world, getting that opportunity is just, you know, a, a real, uh, real good time for me. What was your biggest takeaway from bowling with the guys? I'll tell you what, the the biggest surprise was how different the lanes break down. Uh, I'm I'm fortunate enough to have the training center here near me. I'm in I'm in uh, South Lake, Texas, which is really close to the DFW airport, so I'm only 25 minutes from Arlington, uh, where the Hall of Fame and the training center is, and. Uh, they're really nice down there, and they they put up the patterns for me. So I was practicing on the patterns and thinking, okay, well, you know, I got a pretty good idea. But you get out there, and man, with the different rev rates and the, you know, it depends on who you're following. I didn't really know all that going in, and so I'm just now starting to learn that kind of stuff. And uh, it is amazing how different, you know, the lanes can be whenever uh, you're in that situation compared to just bowling by yourself. 
So you, you speak about the training center, and I know uh, Brian O'Keefe has been helping you out. What are some of the parts of your game that you're working on? Well, first of all, I my whole entire life, my span was, I guess, too long. Uh, Chad Newman, actually, uh, who works for Dell Ballard here, uh, he's the one that changed my whole entire grip. I, I wanted to get remeasured because I want to be I want to go to the PBA 50 tour next year, and I want to make sure I had everything right. I hadn't been measured since I think Kmart when I was like 12 years old. <laughs> I just pulled balls off the rack, and if I liked it, I would, if I got a new ball, I would just say drill it like this ball, you know. So my span was three-quarters of an inch too long, so we shortened that, and my thumb hole was, I've gone down uh, a sixteenth, I think, in my thumb size. So that's been a big change, and uh, I've just been trying to walk a little straighter. My arm swing kicks out to the right, my push away. So that's been the toughest thing. I'm trying to work that out where I... I really feel like I have to push it really far left, and uh, it straightens my arm swing out, but it's just so uncomfortable. I've been, you know, been bowling for 35 years, kicking my push away to the right. So it's, that, that's been, like, the hardest adjustment to get used to. And late timing, trying to, you know, I grew up in the urethane days and stuff, you know, yellow dots, and my first 300 was with a yellow dot when I was 17 back in 1981. So, uh, you know, the early, the, the, the early timing was something, you know, of those days, you know, that we kind of all uh, did. And so now I'm trying to uh, delay that timing a little bit. Are you planning on bowling the World Series this fall? Yeah, I've already signed up. So I'm excited about that. I'm going to bowl the World Series. And then the, uh, the there's a regional right after it. So I'm going to do that also. And I've been bowling some regionals here locally. Excellent. So what? Uh, how many balls are in your arsenal right now? How many How many do you take with you up to the summer swing, and how many are you planning on taking with you out to Vegas? Uh, I'll, probably, I'll probably stick with six, you know, whenever I'm traveling, uh, my sixth favorite, and then, uh, you know, maybe drill something when I'm out there. But I probably have 20 in my arsenal. You're going to love this. When I built my house here, it's a custom, custom home. I have a little room uh, in the back of my garage, so you walk through the double doors, and it's temperature controlled because we hate when our tape gets melted you know exactly. in the garage and here in texas it's over 100 degrees so so i just have uh, a couple closets with little holes and the, the plywood with holes and shelves and uh, those balls just sit on there and so i, I have uh, anywhere from 20 to 30 balls in there probably well john hold that thought want to check in with bill semsrat over at bowling this month oh, and see what's going on over there and what some of the latest and greatest articles are hi tim thanks a lot uh so we've got a a, a few articles we want to highlight this week We've got a new one from Team Canada's head coach Tyrell Rose, um, explaining why analyzing your past performance can really be an important key to getting your your bowling game to the next level. Up next, we've got USBC Silver certified coach Rob Motner with a great in-depth article on why straighter is usually greater when it comes to most spares. And then finally, we've got a a really interesting article from Ron Clifton, who's who's been a really long time contributor to BTM. Uh, he's got a training technique that ca- can really be vital when you're trying to make a big change to your game, such as going from a four-step approach to a five-step approach. Great stuff, Bill. Again, check out BowlingThisMonth.com right at the top to subscribe. of running a 14-day money-back guarantee. And Bill will be in touch uh, coming up here shortly for more great articles. All right. Thanks a lot, Tim. And I'm back with John Burkett. John, did any of the baseball players, any pitchers come to mind, Who people who gave you maybe a little bit of grief about bowling since you bowled all through your baseball career? No, they they actually were impressed, you know. They, and uh, anytime anybody ever heard that I that I bowled and and bowled a three hundred, oh my goodness, you know, people with three hundred game, I, I just thought it was crazy, you know. 
But, uh, but, uh, no, guys were really cool about it. And, uh, a couple occasions, uh, you know, they got to watch me bowl. The guys were like, "Hey, I want to watch you bowl." You know, at the party or something, birthday party, kids' birthday parties and stuff like that. But uh, so guys were always really cool about it. They, they were, I think, maybe even a little bit jealous, you know, at times. Were there any similarities in baseball and, and bowling? Oh, absolutely. The, the pitching part of it is very similar. You know, the I think the concentration part of it is really close. You know, this, in pitching, you're looking at a target just like you're on bowling, and you're trying to repeat mechanics. You know, both both sports, you're trying to do your best at repeating shots. You know, and repeating pitches. And uh, the better you do that, the more consistent you are in both sports. So, but to me, the most the thing that was really uh, parallel to each other was just the concentration level. I think bowling really helped me. Uh, and pitching to just lock everything out. I've always been a person that noise and, you know, uh, stuff like that in the background, I, I just don't even notice it. You know, even even bowling, you know, the people will be talking or making noise behind me, and it's never bothered me, you know, where other guys might stop and, you know, get upset about it. And uh, golf's kind of the same way. It's funny, guys will be talking, and they might apologize when, I, when, I was putt, when I'm putting, but I just never even notice it because I just get into that zone, you know, concentration level with uh, – that I'm just so used to with bowling and pitching. And as far as the training of each of the sports, bowling, I think, is one thing that you're seeing it more and more now with the younger, the collegiate players and the uh, the younger guys on tour are staying more in shape. But back in the olden days, it, it wasn't so much. But talk about just what your thoughts are as far as staying in shape for, for both sports because it's it's keeps you active, number one. But it also, bowling is tough. you got to do this now. So it's not just a bunch of guys sitting around drinking pitchers of beer and bowling, like you know, some folks think, and uh, just talk about what you think the training aspect of this is, and probably, frankly, how your discipline helped you out as well from your baseball career. Uh, sure, but uh, you know, I, I grew up in the old days too. Basically, I mean, I, there was guys that, I mean, we we were, I, I think, with the Giants. When I was with the Giants. We had the first uh, strength coach, Mackie Shillstone, who was uh, Riddick Bowe's trainer, uh, the, the boxer. I don't know if people remember him, but. Uh, but anyway, he was he was like the first strength coach, and uh, I remember when Barry came to San Francisco. You know, they they bought weights and stuff. You know, because nobody ever did it. You know, until Barry got there, and uh, running there wasn't a whole lot of running going on. Uh, but you know, toward the end of my career, that became you know more important. And now, you know, like you said, the younger generation is really into the fitness part of it. But I think I think the difficulty of bowling is way underestimated. You know, the legs, you have to be in shape with your legs to make good shots and to be able to post shots, you know, over a long period of time. I love whenever uh, baseball players, you know, that I knew would bowl. The next day I knew their forearm was just going to be killing them, you know, because they were throwing the two-fingered ball. And, you know, so the next day I just loved it whenever guys would come into the uh, locker room or whatever and just be, man, my forearm is so sore. You know, because it it's tough, and uh, especially when you're bowling, there's not that there's not that many tournaments with long formats anymore. The way basically the long format is the you know like the summer swing and the uh, World Series. You know, where you're bowling four tournaments in a row. But when you put all the practice together and you know the the games during competition, I mean it's a it's a big load. You know that you have to you have to be ready for that. So I know pitchers, you guys are, are a different breed in the in the baseball 
uh, baseball team and such. Did did you ever get a chance to maybe hustle your your guys? Any new teammates <laughs> that maybe didn't know you were a bowler and you're like, hey fellas, let's go bowling. Oh well, now let's you know let's put a put a, you know put some money down on this game or let's buy, you know let's bowl for dinner sort of thing. I actually did have that happen one time, but it was during the winter at a Christmas party at Bobby Witt's house. Bobby and I are really good friends, and uh, they really hadn't seen me bowl all that much. Well, they saw me bowl a little bit, but not not a whole lot. But we got to talking one night, and it's kind of a long story, but I'll make it quick. And I was basically offering to give them 100 pins a game. You know, we we had a few pops and stuff, too, you know, during the <laughs> Christmas party. But uh, so everybody's fired up, and they're ready to do it, okay? So we're getting ready to leave, and I said, well, i got to go get my stuff, and I'll meet you over there. They went crazy over that. They're like, no, you got to use a house ball just like us. I said, no, I'll use a house ball if we're going to both heads up, you know, straight up. But I said, I'm not using a house ball, giving you, know, giving you guys 100 pence. My wife was even on their side. She was like, John, if you're that good of a bowler, you should be. she didn't understand either. So anyway, I talked them into it. I went and got my stuff, and I just completely crushed them, uh, giving them 100 pence. So uh, my deal is I give them 100 if if they beat me a game, then I give they got to give me ten percent of the difference, and I do the same for them. If I beat them by more than a hundred, then I got to give. So if I beat them by one hundred and ten, then the next game I got to give them you know one hundred and one. So it just keeps going that way. But it was a long it was a long night. I think we started at like one a.m. and finished at about three. <laughs> well, my final question for you, John. I actually got two. Um, two handed bowling is that cheating in your opinion? No. I think you should throw it any way you any way you can. I mean, it's it's just like the long putter in golf. You know, I just I feel like whatever way you can do it, do it. You know, and uh, I think the people that are against it are probably a little jealous. You know, that they it's not just something you can just pick up. You know, and when you see Belmonte, and we have a guy here locally uh, in the regionals that I've been seeing, Sean Maldonado. He's really good too. Uh, I don't know. if people out there have ever heard of him but he's he's an up-and-coming star in the game he's you're going to see him soon he's, he throws it really good is there anything you can can you can compare that to maybe in baseball or in a different sport aside from the putty you know the long putter like you said where someone came along and it was within the rules and guidelines but it 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 helped them and it got all these other people up in arms over it i mean i can't think of anything in baseball that but you know like i said with the golf you know i mean that's I think that's the best analogy I can I can make. Uh, you know, with baseball, I don't think there's any anything uh, except for steroids. <laughs> yeah, which, which that's <laughs> I a whole think that's cheating. That's a whole other topic in of itself. So, <laughs> right. um, last question: I Have folks can follow you on Twitter at Berkey thirty three B U R K Y thirty three. But I got to yeah. ask you, John, how old is that Twitter picture you have? I mean, good grief! <laughs> My buddy sent me that the other day. I actually had a different picture. I'm a big Steeler fan, so I had a goofy old leather helmet on, Steeler helmet, and that was my Twitter picture prof- profile picture before. But then a buddy of mine, uh, or somebody on Twitter, I think it was, saw the card. That's what it was. Somebody on Twitter saw the card and sent it to me. And uh, yeah, that's hilarious. That's I mean, some, that has to have your, your family, your your daughter, just have to be embarrassed as I'll get up when they, they oh, see yeah, that picture. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. going to say that's yeah, that's classic. Yeah. I had to put it on there, though, when I saw the jeans and everything. I forgot about that card. 
<laughs> all right, John. Well, this has been fun. Uh, all the best. I, I love chatting with you, and we'd love to do it again. Keep up with your uh, your progress on bowling. And uh, I think I may be down at the uh, World Series this year in Vegas. So I'll definitely be following you there and stop by and say hi, okay? Yeah, absolutely. I always listen to the show. You do a great job. Thanks for having me on, Tim.